It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants. I am Patricia Trena. I write for The Athletic, Inside Football, Forbes, Sports Exchange, Big Blue View, and a bunch of other places. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And we are continuing to count down the days until the start of New York Giants training camp. The Giants rookies will report on Monday, the 22nd. The full team reports on Wednesday, the 25th. And today, Ed and I will be continuing our breakdown of the various positions. And I think we are up to linebackers today, right, Ed? Yes, we are, Patty. And... You know, I don't know about you, but I'm getting fired up. I mean, a lot of good content uh, these days at at Big Blue View. A lot of good stuff that you've been producing. We're we're getting really, really close to football, and 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 it's uh, it, it's just starting to feel like that time again. And uh, and I'm getting excited about it. I am too, and I still have plenty more stuff coming your way, folks. Uh, working on a couple of exclusives that I'm really excited about. Just trying to work out the scheduling if at all possible. And uh, I can't wait to uh, really jump in full time again and, and start bringing you guys interviews, observations and all the other good stuff that you've come to rely on Ed and myself over the years. So with that said, Ed, let's jump into our review of the linebackers and uh, just, you know, a very unusual offseason for the linebacker position in, in a couple of respects, starting with the fact that, you know, due to a scheme change going to the 3-4, the Giants added to the linebacker group from actually taking, you know, some former defensive ends or guys who were primarily defensive ends and converting them to linebackers. The other thing, of course, the Giants did, Dave Gettleman did, is he finally, finally showed some love to the position brought in Alec Ogletree, brought in Kareem Martin, drafted Lorenzo Carter, basically made over the whole linebacker unit. Isn't it amazing? You know, for for the first time in a long time, we actually get to talk about the Giants having shown some love to the linebackers rather than, you know, sitting here before a season starts and, and trying to figure out how they're going to piecemeal the position together. I know. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm used to this now. I'm not sure how, how I'm going to break this down, but no, nah, just kidding. I've already broken it down for the athletic, and I'm, I think I can break it down. But you know what was interesting, Ed, is that if you look at the current roster, I think there's only four guys, Herzlick, um, Goodson, Munson, and, and Ray Ray Armstrong, who were retained from last year's roster. You know, the you know, Devon Kennard moved on to Detroit. Jonathan Casillas and Keenan Robinson weren't signed. Kelvin Shepard wasn't re-signed. Um, they, they got rid of a couple of other, you know, guys who, who served at that. I mean, you are talking a total makeover of that unit, which is pretty amazing. 
it is kind of amazing, Patty, but it needed to be done, especially when you're talking about the the scheme change and and the just the change in defensive philosophy. You know, you bring in James Betcher, you go four three hybrid multiple defense. You know, much more than the than the four three that had been played previously. You need a different kind of player, and you need a different kind of energy. I'm really looking forward, and we'll dive into it a little bit more. We talked about it a little bit the other day in talking about the defensive line. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how Olivier Vernon, you know, transitions to to standing up a whole lot more, uh, to see, you know, just how much the Giants expose him in pass coverage. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Lorenzo Carter develops on the other side. So, you know, really interesting to see how this linebacker group comes together as the season goes along. Okay, so then let's start breaking it down. We, we can start with the outside guys. Vernon, uh, Kareem Martin is projected to be the other outside linebacker. And, of course, Lorenzo Carter, the third-round pick, or one of the third-round picks, is going to work his way into the mix as well. So, um, if you don't mind, Ed, I'll start on this one. Um, first off, you know, when we talk about the role that Vernon is going to play, it's not really a true defensive end. It's not really a true outside linebacker. I think the term that's that's making the way around the industry these days is edge rusher. And it's a role that Vernon, I think, is, is going to do very well in. And uh, I mentioned this, you know, briefly the other day when we talked about the defensive line. But when you look at Olivier Vernon, He's not your typical proto, you know, prototype as far as size for a defensive end, meaning that you know, he's going to give you a good you know, effort. He's going to battle against offensive tackles. But where he's really at his best is when he's turned loose and able to just shoot into the gaps or shoot around the, the offensive tackles and disrupt the backfield. And I just thought that you know, in the couple of years he's been with the Giants so far, by asking him to engage and, and mix it up in the pit. Again, not that he's not capable of doing it, but I just didn't feel that was the best use of his particular talents, especially that quick first step that he has. Sure, Patty. And the other thing about him, you know, standing up more often, and, and yes, you know, we both know that we'll see him with his hand in the ground some when the Giants are in nickel and, and you know, when they're in certain pass rushing situations. But the thing for me is... I think this is a role that that may keep him healthier, may keep him fresher because he won't be, you know, taking the pounding as as much from the defensive tack or from the offensive tackles. So I'm just I'm really excited to see how he transitions to this role. I think it could be a, a really, really good one for him. And I think that's an excellent point there because, you know, in the two years he's been with the Giants, the poor guy's had a couple of injuries. He had the, the broken wrist um, in, in uh, 2016 that he got it through. He sprained the ankle um, last year that cost him four games, broke his streak of uh, never missing a, a pro game. And uh, you go back and you look at what he did in Miami, and Miami used him, I think, a little bit more like Betcher is planning to use him, you know, as a stand-up edge rusher. And, of course, you know, he was very effective. He he had, a, I think it was a career high. I want to say it was 11 and a half sacks. It was double digits. The only year he had double digit sacks. And um, just, I think it's going to be a better use of his talent. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, a 
unleashing the beast, as they say. Let's swing over to the other side. Kareem Martin, who comes over from the Arizona Cardinals, so he's obviously familiar with Betcher's scheme. And Lorenzo Carter, of course, is going to get some some uh, snaps at that side, I believe. What do you see, or what you know? What did you see from both of those guys in the spring? Well, I think we both saw with Kareem Martin. I think we saw the reason why the Giants brought him in. Not only is he an ascending player, a guy who had his best year uh, last year. You know, he may he may not be a great player but he's going to be a very good player to have on this defense because he does have some talent, because he knows this system, and because he understands that part of the reason he is with the Giants is to help the rest of his teammates learn and understand what it is that James Betcher wants, what it is that he's trying to teach. And that's important when you're changing schemes, when you're changing coaching staffs. It's important to have a guy you know, who knows what the head coach wants and, and can help carry that message, can help teach that defense, you know, to the guys in the locker room. As for Lorenzo Carter, you know, I know the Giants were thrilled to get Lorenzo Carter. I think they may have considered trading up for him or, or even taking him in the second round had things worked out differently in the draft. But... I look at the Giants, and we've talked about this before, other than Olivier Vernon, I don't see a lot of proven pass rushers, a lot of guys who can just you know, come off the edge and beat guys one-on-one. -on -one. Lorenzo Carter is a guy that the Giants are putting their hopes in, you know, who can develop into that role. So I'm very anxious to, to see how he develops because you have to love the physical skill set. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's going to take some time for him to get his feet wet. I think they're going to bring him along, you know, at a, at a reasonable pace. But, you know, the key is not to keep too much on the kid's plate. Only because, you know, you want you don't want to overwhelm them. You want to, you know, let them get their feet underneath them, get comfortable in what they're doing, and then just build on that. So I think Lorenzo Carter, you know, he looked, showed a lot of intrigue to me as a pass rusher. And I think, you know, when you talk about where's that pass rush going to come from, I think he's definitely going to be able to provide it. Uh, moving inside to the inside linebackers. Now, here's where there's probably a little bit more question mark. And uh, actually, I will start with Alec Ogletree, who's going to be the three-down linebacker. He's going to be the quarterback of that defense. He was acquired, of course, in the trade with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm still not sure exactly why the Rams gave up on him. The only thing I can think of is because his numbers dipped and didn't match uh, the salary he was getting, but, you know, I think Alec Ogletree, when I look at him, can still be a very productive and disruptive player. You know, I like the Alec Ogletree trade, Patty, and I kind of look at it 
sort of the way that that you look at Nate Solder on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe not a tremendous player. If you look at his pro football focus numbers, they're not that impressive. Uh, if you look at some of his past coverage uh, statistics over the past couple of years, you know you see some issues. You see some issues over the years with, with missed tackles. But for the Giants, for their needs in terms of needing you know some veteran help inside, needing the skill set to play the 3-4, perhaps needing a guy who has some leadership skills, you know, some ability to call the defensive signals and and line guys up, you know, help understand and organize the defense. I think Alec Ogletree is a nice fit. As I said, maybe not a pro bowl or all pro caliber player, but a guy who has a specific role and can really help this defense. Yeah, and as I said, you know, when we talked about, you know, Nate Solder and a few other guys, it's nice if you have pro bowlers, but, you know, what you want is guys who are consistent, guys who are going to deliver the goods, fill their roles, and, and, and just contribute to the overall scheme and execution of it. And I think with, with Ogletree, you know, and, and his leadership and, and the fact that he's coming over from a Rams team that last year made the playoffs, I, I think these are all pluses he brings to the table. And, uh, you know, he's just... He reminds me a little bit of John Beeson when John Beeson was here and, and, and healthy. Just had, plays with that same type of energy and electricity. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, Ogletree out there, you know, organizing everything, getting everybody lined up and just really, you know, giving that defense a voice that I'm not so sure they've had, you know, since I guess you could go back to Beeson, you know, because they just really haven't had that voice and, I think he's going to bring it for sure. And let's look at B.J. Goodson, the other inside linebacker, projected starting inside linebacker. Goodson, when I look at him, you know, he's a compliment to, to Ogletree in that he's more of the thumper. He's a guy who I think is going to be a two-down linebacker. He's going to be in on the running downs, uh, maybe come off the field on the obvious passing downs. The thing that concerns me with Goodson who I think, by the way, is very talented. I mean, you know, you think back to his, to opening day last year when he racked up, I think it was 18 solo tackles against the Cowboys. Very impressive, you know, showing. But the thing that concerns me about him, and I think, you know, it's a legitimate concern based on how last year went, is his physical style of play and whether or not it's going to be so physical that he's not going to make it through a full season. This episode of Locked On Giants is sponsored by Core Essentials. That's K-O-R-E. Core Essentials makes the best belt you will ever own. What makes the Core Track Belts so awesome? No belt holes. That's right. Instead, their belts use a hidden track in the back of the belt with more than 40 size points to choose from. Ever wonder why your pants slip and turn that waistline into a gut? Every day as you work, walk, eat, and play, your waist size fluctuates in and out just a little at a time. The core track belt adjusts to match your waist exactly. Each point on the core track belt is just a quarter inch apart. That simple, small innovation means you get a precise, steady, and comfortable fit every time you put it on. 
Removing or adjusting your track belt is simple. Pinch the small tab under the buckle. Core's patented design also makes it easy to remove the buckle or swap styles. Core track belt ships one size to fit every waist from 24 to 44 inches with an XL belt that goes up to 54 inches. You adjust the size yourself using their easy guide. Core offers a full line of fashion belts, including classic double-stitched with full-grain leather and smooth belts with no stitching, as well as gun belts for concealed carry. They also offer a stylish assortment of buckle faces made using solid stainless steel or high-grade zinc alloys. Core's men's belts carry a 30-day money-back guarantee in a full one-year warranty against all defects, unusual wear, or breakage. So feel confident when you shop and know that you're covered. But trust me, you're going to love it and want to get rid of all of your other belts. Visit coreessentials.com to learn more and to get your own core track belt to see firsthand why it's the best belt you will ever own. Seriously, once you go core track, you'll never go back. And we've got a special offer just for our listeners. Save 10% off your order when you use our code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's core with a K, coreessentials.com, and use the code LOCKEDON to save 10% off your order. You know, Patty, that's, well, a, Patty, legitimate that's a legitimate point. I think point. he played, I think what, he played seven, what, games seven games last year, last year and the Giants, and the didn't, Giants miss didn't miss him. You know, when he wasn't, you know, when there, he wasn't obviously there, obviously, because they, because had, they, had, they, had, they had committed, committed to, to you know, making, you know, making him the defensive signal caller, and you miss and you that miss voice, that obviously, obviously you know, when, you know, he's when he's the guy you're that you're counting on to provide it. I think that perhaps sharing a lot of that with will be good for him because he's still a player. Who I mean who, I think he I mean, had I played think he only played only thirteen or fourteen snaps, snaps as a rookie. As a rookie. So he's still so he's a guy who hasn't guy played, who hasn't a, lot played a lot of NFL football. football. I'm anxious, I'm to, anxious see to see how he transitions, you know, to the you know, three, to the four. three four. Because I because I, I, I coming out of college he was a four three three middle guy. So this is a different defense for him, a different role. I think he's a talented player. You know, but how, you know, he, but adjusts how he adjusts to, to the new to the new and, and what he's asked, what he's to, asked do to do in that scheme, in that scheme is, is going is to going be, you know, something, you know, something that I'm going to be, interested, gonna be in watching. interested in watching. For sure, for sure, for sure. And let's talk and about, let's talk the, about uh, the, uh, the depth, the depth, which, which you know, when you, you look, know, look at question marks at the linebacker spot, that's one that has me slightly concerned. And the reason why I say that is that you've got a couple of guys who are transitioning from the defense. From the defense spot, who haven't, who haven't, you know, played, you know, played as a stand-up linebacker, linebacker. Those, those are the old Rora, Rora, I think last year, last year, most of his snaps, 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 snaps,
have George, have George Williams, who is, you know, is, was, you know, was on the was on the roster the last year, but otherwise, but otherwise, the year on the year on practice squad. And then you have then you have Moss, this spring, unfortunately, wasn't able to work due to an undisclosed ailment. So you don't know what you're going to get from him. Then you go then you go to the inside guys, guys who would be inside backers. You have Mark Herslick, who I always thought was better outside you have Ray Ray Armstrong, who I think who he I think also back can also back up in the outside as well as the inside. We don't have a big sampling sampling size size from his time his Giants at the Giants. He only played snaps last year and Calvin Calvin Munson, who last year was impressing action Maybe not Maybe as much, not on, as the much on the outside, Patty, because you have three guys to start to start with. You have Vernon, you have, Vernon, Vernon, you have Kareem, Kareem Martin, and you have and Lorenzo, you have Lorenzo Carter. Carter. And I think and that I think perhaps that with some of the other guys, other that guys have, you can have you can match mix a little match bit a little on the outside, outside, outside you know, depending, you know, depending on whether Avery Moss ever gets healthy on the field. field. You know, and, and, and whoever and else, whoever you, else you have on you the have roster, roster. But where I'm concerned, concerned, especially since we talked since about BJ Goodson, Goodson, you know, having you know having so many games so many years ago, year ago. Where I am, where really, I am concerned really concerned is is in the middle. In the middle. You know, Mark Herzlick, you know, Mark Herzlick is, is still a great still a story. Great story. He's, still a terrific, he's still a terrific special teams special player. player. He's still a guy. He's still who, a guy who you know it's hard to you know, root hard against. To root against. But the reality, but the reality of it is, Mark is not really a very good NFL linebacker, and and I really, I really, I really don't, really don't want to see him on the field, you know, playing in the middle. You know, Calvin Munson is a real tryhard guy, kept on the roster last year, mostly for special teams ability. But really got but really exposed, got exposed, you know, when he had you know, to when play, he had to play a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, he, he's just he's not just quick not enough, quick or fast enough, fast enough to cover to guys. cover guys. So so, and I look at and those, I look two, at guys those as, two guys right as, now right as, now as, as, as guys who look like the look primary, like the primary backups, backups in the middle. In the middle. So so, you have to sit you there with sit your fingers there with crossed and hope that your middle linebackers stay healthy, because that for that for me, I just don't I just don't either of those guys as a real as a real viable. Up in back the middle, up in and the middle, and I don't know what else, else, the, what Giants else the Giants have right now, right now or they, where go. else they would go. Physical, physical, but not so, but not so physical, physical, where they're 
beating themselves up, so there has to be some sort of balance that he finds so that he doesn't end up in the training that are on the field. I just know that you have other guys on the roster, but I'm curious to see how this is going to play out as far as the death situation goes. Sure, Patty, the last thing I'm going to say about the death is I have to mention the fact that I keep being asked on Twitter about Navarro Bowman, who I believe at this point is still a free agent. And I don't know about you, but... I see Bowman as a really good player, player, but I don't see that that as realistic realistic because he's a guy who's who's going going to start. start. He's not backup depth. depth. And if you see see B.J. Goodson Goodson as a starting starting caliber linebacker, then, then you don't have a you spot, don't have for, a spot Navarro for Navarro Bowman. You, you have a spot, you have a spot for a guy who's a, guy who's a Chase Blackburn, Chase Blackburn type, veteran type of backup, veteran backup inside, inside linebacker. You're not a guy, not a guy who's used to being a star and being a signal caller and starter. starter. So, you know, so, for those you know, of you out there who are, there who are, are looking are at Bowman, Bowman, I don't see that as a realistic option. Well, actually, you option. God forbid, good center or Oval Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.